Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today we are speaking with Tiffany Wynn. So Tiffany is spiritual life coach who helps busy professionals and sensitive high achievers reconnect with their truths and and live authentically. As you can see, common thread, I haven't deviated very much from it. And here we are, new year, beginning plenty, plenty of time to hit the reset button. And 2022 is the time. So listen up. She also combines practicality and spiritual wisdom to guide people towards clarity and confidence in who they are, leading them to inner peace and happiness. Isn't that what we're all looking for? I'm sure. So then this way, get out your notebook. Of course, not if you're driving. I get it. But then loop back to this one when you do have time to take notes. I'm sure you're going to need them. So with her analytical brain and her intuitive tarot reading skill, yes, we're talking about that as well, Tiffany brings a unique approach to one's self-transformation journey. So with that, I say Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome, Tiffany. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me on. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Okay, so we always start with tell us something about you anywhere you want to start. So (laughs) loaded question. Go. (laughs) Quite a loaded question. Yeah, so I moved to the U.S. uh, when I was 16 by myself, and it was quite a shock, especially as a teenager who never traveled far Mm. or never traveled without her family. And uh, so I moved to the U.S. without um, English and without uh, knowing American culture, so it was quite a big shock, Mm -hmm. and it became a quite isolating time. One of my biggest fear was loneliness. So of course that all just exaggerated and I was in my personal hell. So the life did get better. And uh, eventually that here I am. So I would always hope to 
I think when we went through a lot of like challenge, especially something that very personal, it's mm -hmm. we have, especially if we go through it so young, we lost a lot of part of ourselves by like mm -hmm. unhealthy coping mechanism and mm -hmm. um, all of this distorted view about life and how when nothing just nothing working out and everything is a mess. But after that, when I start doing, you know, self healing journey then my view has completely changed, even if on the outside, my life doesn't seem to change much. But I think that's what we're all looking for, that like that true joy from the mm. within. Uh, like when we go through life and we just put on a brave face and we just mm -hmm. smile, but it's not very gen genuine, it's kind of great on our nerve. And over time, it's just accumulated to this great dissatisfaction and then anxiety and sadness and very it's a very depressed feeling um but when we start <clears throat> living true to who we are and mm -hmm. we can truly feel it then everything would just seem better even though life doesn't seem to be that much dramatically different so let's start with tell me your home country where did you come from oh yeah i i grew up in vietnam so that's my home country okay so At 16, yeah, and I can't even again imagine, as as most people, because here in we're here, we're comfortable, and and maybe in college, you know, you get to travel abroad, you go, you know, live for a short amount of time to another place in the world just for, I'll say, the experience. And there's people on the other side waiting for you, or you're with the group. So you're on this plane, you arrive here anybody at the airport waiting for you Did well i did try to end here so okay. i can't stay All with right. her so you okay. know, free <laughs> like please tell me there's somebody okay but did you know her no it, w ah. it was really, uh, my first time yeah so your first time and absolutely no knowledge of the language Well, I guess if you count like the five common phrases, like thank you, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, goodbye, and sorry, that I do know a little bit, I guess. Okay. So how much, or forget the how much, how long do you, does it take, honestly, for a total, well, forget, I can't even imagine, the culture shock. You have, I would think, culture shock, and then... And then how am I going to assimilate into where I'm at now? It took me, I would say for me, a total of three years mm. for me to finally adapt to the new environment and have the feeling, okay, I can make, you know, I can make my home here. So it took me at least three years to feel like I can, I can do it. <laughs> And even during that time when you're, when the mindset is, first of all, those are, those years are uh, just, you're, you're so insecure. Well, you're, you're so insecure yet you don't want to show your insecurity. You think you know it all perhaps because of that age that you're at. And then I'm just trying to imagine how you start your your journey you have you're you're gonna hit a little rock bottom 
with a little some bad habits, perhaps. Um, well, this is working for me, or just put on that front. Everything's fine. Nothing to look at here. No, no. Uh huh. And meanwhile, inside, what's happening? At that time,、uh, my coping mechanism was throw myself into work and school,、mm-hmm. so、mm-hmm. I packed my schedule. And also because I was afraid of being alone, I will spend time with anybody that willing to spend a little bit of time、mm-hmm. or a little attention、mm-hmm. to me. Of course, it doesn't matter whether they toxic or not, as long as they spend time with me. And that's how I cope with it. After that, when life got better and I got、um, accustomed to the new environment, so life did get better. I have a more boundary, but myself. Worth and my view of myself is completely gone. It was completely separated. It was completely zero. I have zero self worth. So on the outside with school and with work, I this is I guess this is very like almost like a paradox. But with a lot of high achiever, especially women,、mm-hmm. uh, we、mm-hmm. can have confidence in our skills, in our competency of、uh, mm-hmm. completing work and follow up a school or whatever. But、mm-hmm. in our personal life. On the emotional side and in the relationship, we have zero confidence, zero self-esteem. We have basically no boundary.、Uh, people pleaser for me. So why? Well, people pleaser, yes, and it's not just you. You don't. You didn't get the gold, the gold medal for that because I think we would all vie for that. The people pleasing, I think, does definitely tend to be gender specific in in us women, and is that just to Like me, like me, keep the peace, stay around. And you're right; it doesn't matter if you're toxic or not. I'll, I'll take the attention. That's right, and、uh, that was terrible. Even when I know that it would be, it would be bad for me.、Mm-hmm. Like even when、mm-hmm. I know that、mm-hmm. you know, like this person wasn't great for、right. me, but I still in your, rather, in your heart of hearts, right? In yeah, your heart of rather, hearts, you know that. I'd rather not be alone. So it took me a long time, at least a decade later, when I carried、mm. this kind of burden inside me,、mm-hmm. trying to be brave, trying to be all the role, trying to be、mm-hmm. play all the correct role while feeling miserable, and also this self hatred. I'm like, why am、mm. I doing this? You know, I'm just a terrible person. This is what I deserve. If I want to have any kind of happiness, then I need to earn it. I need to do a lot of things to earn it, and it really took me almost yeah more than a decade later to actually start to have to have to start healing, and that I guess is mostly catalyzed by a lot of things. I was going to say, was there one in particular, or was the tipping point where you wake up that day and say, "Fuck this, sorry, fuck this, I'm not,、uh, you know, no, I'm not doing this anymore." I didn't really have a、uh, like a wake up call or a tipping mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. but I guess the feeling follow quite very similar with a lot of my clients that we talk to. It's like we went through our day, even though we have we accomplished a lot of things, we checked、mm-hmm. all of the boxes,、mm, we felt very miserable, and <laughs> those boxes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, we felt、yeah. very miserable, and we secretly hope. That when we walk outside, a truck is gonna hit us, and we should be gone. So we secretly、mm. hope something will happen to take us out of our misery. And technically, no, you know, life doesn't work、mm. like that. 
So at that time, I was in my graduate study to pursue my doctorate degree, and uh, I was engaged, so check all the boxes, but I feel miserable, and one of my, it's a lot of accumulating effect, but uh, one of my Mm -hmm. conversations with my best friend was when she just said offhanded comment that she wished to have a life like mine, like a good relationship like mine. Oh. Okay. Ah. And wow. I would just be very honest. I was brutally blunt. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I could not that great. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then I figured it was cold feet. But then it was that beautiful moment of vulnerability and mm-hmm. we reciprocate. So I will, would tell her my past and all that I've done and what I actually feel about myself. And mm-hmm. she would look at me like I had two heads. And she also shared her own past very similarly. And mm-hmm. then it didn't quite hit me until a few months later when, you know, that conversation like marinated and mm-hmm. ruminating in my brain. And then I realized if I swap place with my best friend, if she did exactly everything she did, like I, as I did, and with exactly mm-hmm. every thought, everything, I would never thought less of her, ever. And I realized that I was just too hard on myself. And Isn't, I was... That's, it's, so, it's so amazing. The, what we say to ourselves, that we would never say to anyone that we loved and or liked. Yes. And we, you know, even just the thought, you know, like sometimes we can say something that we don't mean, but I would never think anything less of my best friend mm-hmm. if she ever did the same thing. And I realized, mm-hmm. you know, like I maybe, maybe it was too hard on myself. Maybe there's something disconnected here. And I realized I never really forgive myself for anything mm-hmm. that I did. And I would just, back then, I would just suppress this and move on and, you know, to move on to the next thing and never really deal with it. So mm-hmm. that was when I took a lot of courage. So the self-forgiveness is my biggest catalyst mm-hmm. when I forgive from my past mistake and realize mm-hmm. that's not who I am. That was just something I did in the past, but I am now who I am now in the present is not the same. And when with that differentiate things and take me away from, oh, I am all these things, um, it really helped with the self-forgiveness, take off the burden. And then it mm-hmm. gave me enough courage to actually face the truth that I've been in now that, you know, a lot of things haven't been working out. <laughs> like it wasn't really aligned with what I wanted. So I broke up the engagement and. That's not to- a surprise. Go on. It was going to be a question, but it's so not a surprise. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And then, you know, go on and finish my uh, degree because I do love medicines. And uh, so, yeah, on the outside, not much have changed, you know, minus a relationship. Um, but everything I listen seems to be changing. But inside, I change a lot. And the people that close to me can notice it, can notice like how mm. it wasn't exactly things that you do differently, but it was just this, uh, almost like this energy that radiate off you that, okay, you are really true to who you are and it's like I think for me when that happened to me the change was more gradual and when people know mm-hmm. like people are close to you would notice it and first of all they start to respect you more and they become closer to you uh it mm-hmm. just when you're really yourself 
you make the space around you safe and peaceful that other people around, uh, you know, enjoy to be around you and they feel safe enough to, you know, shred all these pretenses. So all of your, I love how you were um, marching through checking off the boxes, the boxes, the boxes, because somewhere along the line you had in your thought process this is what I should do, need to do, all very, you know, shoulda, woulda, couldas, um, to keep those, I'll say, they people, like, okay, I've checked that. Every, And you almost want to turn around to be like, okay, my next achievement, where's my round of applause, which isn't there. And, and, you're, and you're on this track of wanting to go back to please, uh, I'm doing everything I should, but not everything I want to really do. Not everything that lights me up, not everything that. So you make this shift, thankfully. Engagement off, so not a surprise, thankfully. And now, how is your life different? Now, my life. On the outside, doesn't seem a lot of things different, but it's amazing. It's great. So I work full time as mm-hmm. uh, a practicing pharmacist, and mm-hmm. also work as a spiritual life coach to help people go mm-hmm. through the same journey that I did to reconnect with who they are and to mm-hmm. because we tend to lose ourselves, especially from mm-hmm. a relationship. We lost pieces of ourselves. Once we're out of it, we tend to uh, be confused. Uh, I think we confused before when we entered like a bad relationship. We already confused. But after a relationship like broken up, we become even more lost, more confused because we mm-hmm. don't know what we're supposed to do, who we are anymore. And that's how I help them to come back to themselves. And uh, so that has been very fulfilling. I no longer have the fear of loneliness because I enjoy mm. my time alone now. I prefer to be alone. There you go. Yes. That's that's the hardest thing. The hardest thing to be alone with yourself, especially in this social media world that we can just have constant, constant information and and just action. And, and, and you don't even really have to engage with anyone. You can just be on your phone or on your computer and still, I'll say, feel connected to images, to people that you don't know, to, to words on a screen. And yet you think you still have a connection. And, and it's not the person-to-person connection that we as humans really, truly need. So I'm wondering... Um, because what you were saying earlier about, especially when you're coming off of, let's say, a breakup or something, who am I? So it's that identity. First, you're, you're Tiffany, number one, first and foremost, and you're someone's daughter. You're someone's niece. I don't know if you have siblings, perhaps you're a sibling, whatever that is. Like, that's what we start with. But then we lose, we, we definitely turn down the wrong track when we start to think that, well, I am my job, like you are a pharmacist, but that doesn't define, you didn't lead with that at all. You know, 20 minutes into a conversation, now I find out what you what you studied for. Oh, she's a pharmacist, isn't that nice? Oh, she's also a life coach. I, I know she reads tarot. So all of those other things don't 
identify you now? Yes. So I think when we start out in life, you know, we might not have an identity, even though like we kind of form, but we are not very conscious of it. And mm-hmm. through life, we lose that. When we're going through mm-hmm. life, we lose that. Like, you know, like when you said like, I am Tiffany will be number one. But then when we probably, when I would probably probably like a toddler, that's when I'd be like, okay, yeah, I am. This is me. This is what I want. Kind of that. Mm-hmm. But on our journey of growing up, and going through life, that's the first one that to go. That's the first one we lose because immediately mm-hmm. we gotta take on role. We become student. We become you know, uh, daughter, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then going up, we become you know, we just define ourselves through a role in relationship mm-hmm. and in the work, and and where something of them fall apart. If one of that fall apart, we identify whether with our job, with our work, with mm-hmm. our relationship. <laughs> If one of them change, and they always do, because that's what and life they always is. do. They always do. Yep. Mm-hmm. We lose our footing. We lose our bearing because I, oh, that's who I am. And now it's no longer there that I don't know who I am anymore. Which is such a, a loaded question when, in fact, you know, what, what changed might have just been a routine. What changed just might have been... It, you know, where you happen to report to work, which, you know, it's, it's not as big as we make it to seem, if that makes any sense. But I'm also with you life coaching, and what I've learned from my first season, and, and even prior to that on, on my journey is, most people who coach and, and you know, you, you've, you've, you found your, your spiritual journey, usually for a reason, because you're here and not, and then you recognize you don't want to be here. How do how am I going to dig out? So did you use a life coach? I did not. My journey ah. was a little bit different. I think probably because I did not use a life coach and it took me so long. Having a mentor <laughs> really, really helped and accelerated your yes. journey. I think for me, for my journey, so as when I said, there's a lot of factor accumulate. So I do read a lot. Before the journey start, I was trying to meditate for three years uh, and I failed mm-hmm. because I couldn't figure out how that worked. I just, I thought it was a lost cause because every time I try, something happened, I fell asleep, you know, I don't get it and it doesn't work, even though I know all of these benefit, amazing benefit of meditation, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't not useful to me. And uh, I read a lot of like spiritual tech book, like Akatoli, Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. And I found them very dry. Like intellectually, I get what they're trying to say, but I don't yeah. really understand yeah. it. I don't really understand right. it because uh, right. I, I, I wasn't ready for that. So when I actually start the journey, and that's when the serendipity, a lot of things like in alignment mm. will follow up and happen. Um, I tell no you coincidences. Upon, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when I stumble <laughs> upon my meditation master now, which is uh, the huh? Tibetan, Tibetan meditation master, Yongirimur uh, Poche, And he teach meditation in the way that I mm-hmm. understand it and I get it. So after I follow him, and continue to go on and uh, he also teach, you know, Buddhism and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I follow and learn a lot of Buddhist principle. And that mm-hmm. is very practical in helping me 
figuring out and tease out all the wisdom that I have and help me understand more about not only life in general, but just how to apply to my practical life. And that mm-hmm. having that was that was like immensely helpful. That would be what changed my life. So yeah, I think I think having a mentor or coach would definitely accelerate um, anyone's journey. But they really need to mm-hmm. find the right person uh, because I know a lot of people got burned by a coach. I got burned by using a coach. So so mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. have to find the right one for you. Otherwise, you're better off alone. Otherwise, you're better off doing it yourself. But it's interesting, you know, the old adage is um, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. And as you were like, well, I tried meditation for three years. I really couldn't get it. And yet, and yet what you say, like, oh, but then I found him and I followed him and I, and I learned meditate. So it was just, just the beginnings of you know, we put our own still set of rules on ourselves, what we should, well, if I'm going to learn meditation, I, I shouldn't fall asleep. Guess what? Sometimes you do, and that's okay. Or even if you meditate for start with a minute, start with, it's such a process like everything, but sometimes I think that you're used to in life, just let me learn this. Let me master this. This should happen. This should happen. This should happen. And the timetable that we put on things, achievements are different when it comes to growth, when it comes to self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Especially going coming to the healing journey. Healing journey is mm-hmm. definitely not a straight line. And no. I think that unnerved a lot of high achievers because mm-hmm. there is not a set timeline. And it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, if you do A, B, C in three months, get you, that will, result. Correct. you will get X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yes, there is like a result that we strive toward, but it's not very mm-hmm. uh, result-driven. It's more of the process of who you find out during the process. Because like our ultimate goal basically, you know, become healed and become happy. That's the goal mm. for everybody. But the journey is what you found along the journey. You gotta find yourself, you're gonna find much healthier, more wholesome relationship. You're gonna find mm-hmm. so much, so many things about yourself that you don't even know. Like maybe something even quirky or silly about yourself. Something mm-hmm. sometimes maybe something that kind of like you might not be so proud of yourself but it's still it's still big sense it's still part it's still part of you right it's definitely still part of you I was recently told that I definitely should fly my freak flag a little more often and I was just like surprised that someone said that and I'm like oh they can kind of see that I've got that side and you know you don't like showing you don't like exposing, I'll say too much. I I know sometimes depending upon where I am, but I just thought, you know what, maybe they're right. And I think they are. And, and, and who cares? I'm a big proponent of who cares what, who cares what they think, if this is what's going to make me happy. But yet then I do find myself like overthinking and well, well, now, you know, if I did this, what would, what would they think? And suddenly then, maybe I do care. It's, it's so easy to say, no, no, I don't care what they think, but we're so programmed 
all these years of always listening to an opinion, which I think also part of the growth process is keeping it just as that. It's someone's thought, it's someone's observation, but it doesn't make it the truth. Yes. Um, I say, yeah, you just really be who you are. Um, mm-hmm. For me, in my experience, like um, I have mm-hmm. a very strong personality. It's very beautiful because when I, I think when I live truly to who I am, I don't really hide anything. And the people that like me, mm-hmm. it's like it's like that quote in Doctor Seuss: the people that you know that matter don't mind the people that mind don't matter and it's really true even in your workplace so I mean in my workplace that you know that you have a more constricted more set of roles mm-hmm. that you have to play into which is true you do have to appear professional don't just show up as a clown or whatever but your personality your essence still come out like whether you're kind mm-hmm. whether you kind of like uh, mm-hmm. like to jump mm-hmm. around a lot or something like that, it still come out. Those kind of personality traits will come out. That's kind of newness that come out. Mm-hmm. And people will, you know, people will, either they like it or they don't, but most of the time, those kind of, the part of that are you that can also come out doesn't really change your skills or competency. For example, like I go to work and I think everybody at my work know that I curse. <laughs> it's like I curse a lot. And, you know, but we have fun and we do get along. Uh, and it just like, I wouldn't say it's coincident, but like a lot of things like just like they know who you are. They know you do not lie. They know you have, you, mm-hmm. if you live true to who you are, you or automatically have integrity, you know, because you, mm-hmm. and then you just be who you are and it doesn't change. And people know that you do not, you know, put up a face or whatever. And you mean what you say. So that applies in work and is really also, I guess it's make a much more significant impact in your personal relationship because not only mm-hmm. you attract that people that understand you, people that really mm-hmm. get who you are and be with you and enjoy being with you, but also in the relationship, let's say with the family, because you do not pick your blood relative. No, you don't. No, no. You get but them. They will, <laughs> they're chosen for you. <laughs> um, but they will get improved. Okay. Let's say okay. either improve in the way they become healthier. Let's say, mm-hmm. of course, you know, like if they don't really understand you, you, you cannot change them, you know, just like they cannot change you, you cannot change them. Mm-hmm. And so either two things are going to happen. If they really mm-hmm. love you, they will respect you. That's the first and mm-hmm. foremost. And they will respect your ground, respect your boundary, and you will automatically become a healthier relationship. So it's have mm-hmm. this potential and this foundation for it to become more meaningful, more you know, deeper. Um, and oh. then the other way is... If, you know, they very, you know, like uh, my way or the highway kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I know a few. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very toxic. Uh-huh. They will also fall away. That relationship will automatically fall apart. Even if you cannot cut off, cut them off completely in your life. Because it's really, sometimes it's hard and uh, hard to do in um, those kind of relationship, family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Even if you cannot cut them off completely, there is this. Almost like, almost like this respect of territory, you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. we not get along. So you do you mm-hmm. and I do me. And mm-hmm. because of that space, things are safer for you. 
both. Mm. And you might not, you know, interact with them a lot. You know, we're gonna have to accept that we're not gonna be close to every single one coming to our life. It's just not gonna happen, mm. you know? So right. some, some member family, also same with friendship, no matter how long we know them, once we become true <laughs> to ourselves, no matter how long we know them, if, if, if it was a toxic relationship, it will fall apart. It will fall away to make room for the ones that are more aligned with you now to come into place and uh, blossom. Very, very true statement. I am uh, much older than you. And so I have uh, relationships and friendships for a long time. And yes, recently some things have fallen to the wayside, even though there's years of history. If you really looked back on it and really examined, you know, are we are we friends only because, you know, we went to the same junior high and high school together and, and that type thing? Or is this someone that I really, you know, still want in my life? And you do find that throughout life, if you're open on a journey and want to surround yourself with those that really, you know, make your heart sing, you do come to that hard realization that, well, you know, but I've known him since he's eight years old. Uh-huh. But again, every time it's not a good encounter. So how is this a good relationship? And you, as you, and I, and I don't know if it's as you get older, again, you know, your, your time and level for bullshit and wasted is, is, is just minimized. I know it is. I know it is with me. So tell me how um, you, you, cause you're, you're on your journey. You are definitely enlightening. And so where does tarot come in? Oh, tarot is way before I even uh, get on a self-healing journey. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So I always loved the tarot. Um, so the culture in Vietnam is when I grew up in Vietnam, we are very uh, spiritual culture, not religious. Mm-hmm. People can either have There's religion or not, but all of them mm-hmm. are very spiritual, regardless mm-hmm. what religion um, we are. Uh, so my, my dad is Catholic. My mom was Buddhist. And then my mom became mm-hmm. Catholic when she married my dad and I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then I go to college and, you know, I kind of like, no, you know what? It doesn't make sense. I'm not, uh, I don't have any religions. Uh, I'd be agnostic. In Vietnam, there's a good portion. It would be like 20 to 30% of people that um, are uh, athletic, no religion. But mm-hmm. all of us, 100% of Vietnamese have ancestorship. No matter what religion we have or no religion, we do believe in the spirituality, like not mm-hmm. like a God, but like our ancestor. Like we believe that mm-hmm. something of spiritual life. Um, so that is, I would say that this unspoken respect for it. So we mm-hmm. don't really look at it in any way of like limit. So in Vietnam at the time when I grew up, uh, there's no tarot, but there's a lot of like psychic and playing cards. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. those things. And so when I go to the U.S., I then discover it's hard for me to find like people that read playing cards. Um, so like, oh, but a lot of tarot reader. So I start mm. to, um, you know, come exploring that. And 
I am a very curious person. So after like thousand or thousand reading, like, you know what? I started to get familiar with this. Why don't I just try it out? <laughs> and then I did. Uh, so I learned about tarot like way before mm-hmm. I ever do uh, the inner journey. So I find that mm-hmm. I have a back for it. And so um, at some point, I even became mm-hmm. a professional tarot reader. And I read that like a uh, woman cancer camp. I went to the camp with cancer woman and offer tarot reading for them and their family. And it was just a good experience. So I have always known tarot. But I also found that at some point, it will not become very empowering. It, it, like even for my own journey, when I read a lot of tarot, I, it's so easy to become dependent on the car. Let's say if you face with a decision, um, it'll be like, okay, what does the car tell me to decide? What's the car tell me that which one is the right one? And it takes away your power when you have to depend on mm-hmm. something as like a deck of cards to decide for mm-hmm. yourself. And I do not want that for people. I want them to ultimately stand on their own two feet and go mm-hmm. forward with confidence. So that's why I stopped offering reading to the public and I only do mm-hmm. that for my private client now together with the coaching because tarot mm-hmm. is still a very good tool to do reflection and introspection especially to mm-hmm. your inner landscape to your own emotions mm-hmm. and to your subconsciousness sometimes we try to kind of gloss over and don't want to put so much focus on something but in the <laughs> in, uh in the back burner it really like you know, gnawing at us. It's still, it's always still there. It will always, yeah, it's always it still there. Always remind we, you, <laughs> and we just kind of ignore it. We're like, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what this is. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to think about it right now. I don't have time for this. Never gone away. Yep. Yes, and eventually it will bottle up and explode one day. Mm-hmm. So the tarot mm-hmm. come in and help us to have a more rounded view because when you mm-hmm. come to a tarot reading we are much more open to what the car had to say than say, listen to, you know, what our, um, what someone in our life got to say, because our, our judgmental, when it's come to like this, an object is so much mm. less, almost zero mm-hmm. compared to if we have judgment about someone we're like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? You know, I, I don't want to listen to you, but mm-hmm. we are lower that. And so we become more open and easier to receive mm. some kind of uh, wisdom from that. So that's why tarot is reflect your subconsciousness. It probably mm-hmm. put a focus on something that you've been ignoring. And that has been very helpful. So that's why I bring it, um, my skill with that, go with the tarot, come into the coaching, because mm-hmm. not only the coaching helped them, the practical and on the intellectual level to understand who they are, what land of action they have to take. But a tarot Mm -hmm. makes it more personalized to say, okay, for you in particular and for what your emotion going through, maybe, okay, let's say you have this priority list of what you should do. That will probably put the emphasis on like, okay, maybe you should focus on this more for your journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so and it's different for everyone. And that's have been helpful, even for my client that never had a tarot reading before. All of them kind of interested in getting a reading because I offer it only toward the end of it. I don't offer it toward mm-hmm. the beginning. And everybody enjoyed it. Everybody loved it. Because not only is reflect 
what we've been hiding off, but it also opened mm. up a lot of our uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. If we don't, if we don't have a set outcome for our life, you'll be like, okay, I'm gonna be, you know, making six figure and get married mm-hmm. by where the time I'm forty. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't yeah, have that, set, yeah. yeah, where you don't have that set mm-hmm. outcome, you can explore possibility. Tarot, you know, when something that's very low risk, like, okay, let's just see what the cards say. You know, you don't even have to invest mm-hmm. a lot of things. It's beautiful to explore the possibility that you didn't even allow yourself to think about. So that's one of the another beautiful benefits. So that's why I combined them both. So it's, mm-hmm. I like, I think at the end of my uh, program, I want people to go forward with confidence and to know that when is the when they in alignment they should not experience inner conflict between their mind and their heart they should be in alignment just like in in a relationship if you have this kind of internal conflict like your brain like flashing okay this is red flag red flag heart, like, red flag yep. yeah and red your heart is like well you know mm-hmm. let's uh, let's let's yeah yeah, yeah. Let's see. And, maybe maybe just an off day hmm, yeah red flag and your heart yeah, is like red flag. Know, Relationships yeah. that just fall off your heart. <laughs> like, no, your heart can be stupid sometimes. So you gotta be in alignment with both of them. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that what had been very helpful and make it more rounded. So tell me who your clients are that seek you out. I knew in my in my journey, and I'm gonna stumble upon you and tell me again the the clientele that you serve best. So my clients typically are high achiever. I have a few that are not, like not like a type A mm-hmm. personality, very high mm-hmm. achiever. Mm-hmm. But what they all have in common is they open-minded enough to receive the teaching. Also, mm-hmm. they are ready to do things differently. Mm-hmm. They are ready to make a change. Okay. And most people find me when they in the transition in their life. Uh, usually when one, one relationship is uh, over, mm-hmm. typically when they mm-hmm. just pass the breakup or divorce or they in the process at the end of the divorce. Because sometimes divorce take a very long time and not for men because men usually find me after the divorce happens, like after the breakup. Mm-hmm. But sometimes for mm-hmm. women, uh, this is a very typical trend. It also happened to me, which is true. The relationship was over way before it's officially over. So during that kind of uh, transitory, yeah, the woman sometimes find me during the end of it. And that will really help to jumpstart their healing. And Mm. not only they heal, their life kind of transform. So what typically happens to my client after they found me is they go through the healing process. Things get a lot worse because a lot of Mm -hmm. things have to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Other relationships fall apart. The job falling apart. Um, A lot of things can not happen. And then a lot of beautiful things come together. So I had, like, let's say one client. Um, my, he just got out of a divorce. He lost everything. He lost house, dog, mm. everything. Yeah. And, he became yeah. Yeah. and it was very sad. And um, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, he was in employed for almost like more than a year. And then he found his dream job. And then he also found the love of his life later. And they got mm. married. And mm-hmm. I just... I just attend their uh, second kid, but ah, so it's just, wonderful. 
Yeah, so it's it really takes some time and it will take, you know, you, it gets worse before it gets better a little bit. But the healing journey mm-hmm. is there. And that's what they have for the rest of their life to bring with them, you know, no matter mm-hmm. what happened, no matter how many challenges life bring, they will have that tool, they will have that kind of wisdom with themselves to come back, to find themselves again if they lost their footing and, you know, and they go forward and just have this confidence in who you are and you can handle it. And it's definitely the confidence for sure, especially because it's proven like, like this particular one that you speak of, or really anyone after you, after you fall, after you stumble, after like you think it can't get any worse. And then you start the healing process and then things just totally start to change. Not overnight, not with a specific deadline, but when you're living in that very different, oh, I see it now. This is how it was supposed to be. And and not every day is happy. Not every day is easy. Not every day. Mm-hmm. So you're always, I think, going to be faced with the doubt, with the struggle. But what you're, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're giving them is proof, I'm going to say, that, and, and you've given them the tools, and then they can if they're a good student, hopefully just go back and say, okay, wait a minute. I recognize this. Let me take a minute. Now I do this. Now I have to, you know, now let me approach it this way. Yes. I think once they figure out who they are, it's almost like a threshold mm-hmm. you pass. You don't lose that. Mm-hmm. You know who mm-hmm. you are. You don't lose that. So in life, you develop more skill to be dealing with other challenges and stuff like that. So like for my client, after they, you know, get their, you know, have been their new dream life, what they wish for before, mm-hmm. life still comes with its own challenges. They don't lose who they are, but, you know, they still sometimes lose their footing. I don't know what to do. And this is terrible. But you can learn how to do with it and you can handle it. Right. But you don't lose mm-hmm. who you are. You don't kind of question of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I you, you don't become lost like before um, ever right. again once yeah. you find yourself. Oh, that's, love, love, love that. So tell me where we're going to find you on social, uh, website, courses. Tell us all about you. Oh. People can find me on my website, spunkyspiritualist.com. And mm-hmm. I do have a blog that have an anonymous ask that people can drop questions anonymously. And I would oh, pick, okay. yeah, I, yeah, I would mm-hmm. pick randomly to answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if they ask a question like completely out of my expertise, then I cannot help. So it will forever be lost. Mm-hmm. It will never be answered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, typically I have that, that people enjoy. So they, when they go to the, my website, they can get all the information about what I do, what offering I have. Mm-hmm. have free guide and up for grabbing yeah so everything can be found on my website okay so we're going to put them in the show notes so with that thank you so much tiffany this has been like i think everybody needs to hear some of this especially knowing that there's hope there's hope it doesn't have to be especially if you're at the lowest of the low and you're in the muck and and man this really sucks right now it's a hard time it is, but knowing that, yes, there is that light. Keep walking through it. You got to get to the other end and good things happen. Yes, yes. I think when I was very sad during my dark night of the soul, I just couldn't wait for life to be over with. And 
But you know what? I think one of the beautiful things in life is life change. Life change when I moved to the US, so it become you know mm-hmm. it really becomes sucky when you get to the bottom. Uh, but also life change and it will get better. So it really will get better. So there is always hope out there. Appreciate it and so true. Let's just remember that nothing, nothing is nothing is forever. It might just be, you know, take a nap, wake up. Maybe there's some slight improvement there, but you never know. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. All right, everybody. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. You can find us on anywhere you listen to your pods, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Comments, please. We love answering them. We love reading them. We're going to need to start reviewing again because I've got to stay up in those numbers. So joyfoundhere.com is the website. And until next time, be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.